This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, hour number two, Rush to Reason. Jer- Jerry Wilbur joining us now. Denver's Afternoons Rush, what I meant to say. Jerry Wilbur joining us now, though. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, he would be with us. Jerry, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Appreciate I appreciate you, you joining us. So your your That's new fun. book is uh, Rise of the True Blue Rebellion. So uh, let's get right into it. You're a, as I told people earlier, an author, political analyst, cultural doctor, international business consultant. What don't you do, Jerry? <laughs> well, I try to do a little bit of everything. That may be a problem of focus, but I think I'm focused now on one thing, and that's trying to get the message out, get people aware of what's going on. All right, so there's a question here in my notes, which I actually like this one. Does politics attract big liars, or does it create them? Yes, and the answer is both. Uh, a lot of people that uh, haven't paid much attention, I guess, maybe to history and don't realize this for the first time ever, a huge power accumulation in one spot, mm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. The leading economic power, military power, you can say cultural power, if you'll roll in Hollywood. And who's attracted to power? But uh, psychopaths. And, uh, you know, those people with absolutely no uh, feelings of conscience or guilt, uh, they'd rather tell a lie when the truth would serve the purpose possibly better. Yep. And so... We've been infested, I believe, and I started this out as political satire, but uh, it's becoming eerily prophetic. Uh, more and more, you see, accumulate. You say, well, those are people that are that are more or less born that way. If you look at a psychopath, they have a certain brain structure. But then they attract other people, that you would call sociopaths, and they learn. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people come to Washington, D.C., I think probably the best intent in mind, but they're lured away by the money and the fame and the power and the leverage. Yeah, and so it ends up. Uh, yeah, we end up with what we have. Which, no, it, it you uh, know it's it's funny you you say this, and I've I've said this before on yeah. air, and I'll keep saying it. I mean, I've been doing this particular afternoon role. I'm, I'm like you. I wear a lot of different hats, and I do different things. This is just one of them. And I've been saying for the past ten years that I've been here, and all the different politicians and folks that I've interviewed. And Jerry, I will tell you, there are some good ones. Although I will tell you that I think all the interviews I've done. Uh, the the bad ones far outweigh the good ones, and I'm talking both sides of the aisle, by the way. And and yeah. and I, even though I'm you know very much a conservative, I will tell you that you know that this problem lies on both sides of the fence. And what I've also learned through the years is, and I hate to say it this way, I really do, because you you want to send the best, the brightest, the sharpest minds to Washington. Although Jerry, I will tell you that what we send are those that can get elected and maybe do the best job marketing, but frankly are not the sharpest and the brightest. Well, I mean, they have a lot of money behind them, too. True. Uh, you know, it's gotten very fancy to run for office. True. So 
people with money, and I, I have no problems with money, uh, but as, as we know in Scripture, uh, that money is the root of all evil, not necessarily evil itself. Right. And uh, you know, they have to attract, and then they get um, compromised. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, in the last campaign, one of the candidates said, well, I'm the only person up here that's not bought and paid for. Right, right. <laughs> and that was uh, <laughs> another self-made billionaire there. Vivek. Uh, yeah, Vivek said that. Yes, yes, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was a really good point. And, you know, the other people are sitting there going, well, I, what choice do I have to get elected? You've got to have a lot of media time. You've got to have a lot of advertising. You've got to have a lot of feet in the street. Well, and, and to and, your point, uh, so then they, they become beholden to the super PACs and some of the big donors that are out there. And unfortunately, that starts to sway, in my opinion, some of what they they do now. I will say that you know that is to Donald Trump. You know Donald Trump's credit. He was one of those sort of anti, not only anti-establishment but just sort of anti-big donor guys. Fortunately, he had enough money of his own to be able to to help with that. And I think that's why the attraction for a lot was was there in the first place. Now, where is that lie today? I I, I don't know, Jerry. That one I can't answer. Yeah, and that's that's lots of challenge. And I uh, I love the U.S. Constitution. I think it's. Uh, definitely a, a, an amazing document, but one of the things that they did not see, I don't believe, is the rise of the professional, very wealthy politician. Yes. Uh, well, well, you know, and you know what? Did. I don't think they did, Jerry, because to them, politics was a volunteer sport. I hate to call it sport, but I think that's how, you know, they looked at it as <laughs> this is something yeah. you go and do. You sacrifice, you give, you give time, you give talent. You're probably going to lose some money along the way. This is something that you must be dedicated to do because you're really going to go and then go back home and, and live your life and take care of your family. I don't think they ever thought for one second that there would be a professionalism to this. No, no, and I think that's one thing along the term limits that uh, probably should be added to the Constitution. I'm not a big add a lot to it. I think it's a great document. But those would be two things that would, if people only had a short time period, hopefully they would think more about what their legacy was. You wouldn't have career politicians like our president that have been there 40-plus years. Yeah, that's all he's ever done. And then I think people need to be tracking and trying to say, and I was starting to ask some of the questions, how can you afford all the things that you have, even on the income you made from that? It's not like they're making minimal income, they're making a decent income, yes. not enough to end up with mansions here and mansions there and, you know, the money. And, and it's pretty pretty obvious. I mean, a lot of people come in as school teachers or uh, small-time lawyers, and by the time they leave, if they leave, uh, they, they leave, uh, they're definitely uh, multi-millionaires. Multi-millionaires, yes, yes. Well, yeah. well, Jerry, the other so thing that, that going on there. I, the other thing that I see as an issue that, again, like you, I like the Constitution. I don't like taking away or adding to. I, I, I like it the way it is. But a couple of things that I think could have been uh, taken into account along the way were the things that you just mentioned. And then on top of that is giving these guys full pension after just being six years in office. I really don't see why we're giving a six-year politician an eternal, sorry, an eternal paycheck after that. I, I think that's partially what makes those guys bend the rules to a certain extent to get reelected because they know as a representative, get elected three times, you got a lifetime pension. You get to you get to be senator yeah. one time, you got a lifetime pension. I don't agree with that. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And I, uh, you know, I don't really address all these things directly in my book, Rise of Two Blue Rebellion. But you know, they talk about the only answer to this is individuals to get involved and do things. Hmm. You know, you're doing this. Some people ask me, well, why? I mean, I got a good retirement. Why uh, Why write a book? And uh, it's not to be uh, famous because I'm not going to get famous. But it's because uh, people need to do something individually. And I get involved in local schools, have mentoring programs to bring people into the local schools. There's so much that we need to do. And my mantra is, uh, you know, are you aware and do you care? 
And I think for a long time, a lot of people just didn't seem to be aware of what was going on. Mm. Very comfortable, easy to get comfortable. I don't know if you travel a lot, but I travel a lot yes. overseas. Yeah. And I came back and I realized, my gosh, Americans don't really. I remember coming back and telling my boys, you better get to work. I came back in India and there's people over there 24-7 working around the clock. Yep. Trying to get what you have. Yep. And Americans, and my boys listen to me, they're good guys, but a lot of people don't. We're so comfortable. And I don't think we were aware of what was happening, how fast the world was changing around us. All right. And, um, no, I, I, you, yeah. you and I, you and I very much think alike, and I've had the same conversation with my own kids because it's exactly what you just said. Yes, yes. And so you got to be aware. And, but then, then, okay, do you care? Because I did a lot of counseling, executive counseling, which is how I first came into this about psychopaths. Because uh, some research indicates that twenty to thirty percent of CEOs are psychopathic, and a uh, high percentage of lawyers. Surprise, surprise. And uh, they're, uh, you know, so, but, you know, what I would do is I'd counsel people, and sometimes I'd find people, and they'd say, well, I, I really don't care. I well, wouldn't say it quite that way, but they obviously didn't care. But they were low on warmth and empathy, that they were not communicating well with their employees. So I always said, well, it's not only are you aware, but then do you care? And if you found somebody that were aware of a problem and cared about it, things would get done. Well, that's a true so leader. That's, that's the that, difference. That's a true leader. That's a true leader. And, and, and by the uh, way, that's what we're lacking in politics is leadership. Yes, and uh, the guy that I have in both of my books, Tribune Rebellion is the first one, starts out as a, as a blue-collar worker, intelligent guy, good dad, uh, but not exactly what you would call, our society would call a winner. In fact, I don't want to get into all the details. He kind of lost a few uh, union elections and a few other things. And all of a sudden, he gets selected, by, appears to be by chance, by lottery, to become the president. And so it's an accidental happening. Uh. And they thought that he would be somebody that they could just pull the wool over and would go along with the game. And instead, they got the wrong guy. They got a guy who uh, maybe had not been winning a lot of things in his life, but decided, you know what, i got to stand up for family, faith, and freedom. Mm. And uh, and he does it. Nice. And so I tried to make the book fun. Uh, a few people said, oh, I feel like you're lecturing in there. And I go, well, oh, maybe. That's all right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I found out when I feel I'm being lectured to, it's usually because I've needed it. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, no, I, I've been yeah. on the receiving end of lots of lectures, Jerry, so it's all okay. Yeah. So I try to make it a satire, so it's fun. I okay. Mean, it's funny. When you and, say uh, psychopath, and, yeah. and I, I like that, by the way. I like, in fact, some of the definitions or some of the people that you've described as them, I don't know that I can disagree with that. Give us your definition of a psychopath. Well, there's a uh, clinical definition we have now. We can identify them very clearly. Okay. And uh, we can do that through brain scans. And I don't want to get into deep into the weeds on that, but there's several different brain scans. A true psychopath brain scan will appear completely different. Uh, one of my favorite books is uh, by a guy named Fallon. It's called The Psychopath Inside. He's actually a neuropsychologist. Uh, he was studying uh, a, uh, Alzheimer's. And he had a whole stack of brain scans that were all done, you know, confidentially. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't tell who's who. Right. He goes through them, and all of a sudden, here's one of them. Like, oh my gosh, there's a psychopath in here. And um, he turned to his lab partner, or his office partner, and said, "You must have got one of your brain scans into mine, because his partner had been doing some research on psychopaths." And he said, I, don't, I don't think so. Give it to him. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, let's see who that is. And they looked it up, and ends up it was Dr. Fallon himself. Uh... Now, when he went home to his wife, he said, "Duh." We've been trying to tell you for years. You have very little empathy. You know, you're a good earner. You're a, you're a very responsible dad, but you also do all sorts of risky types of things. Because we also have quite a uh, profile that was done by uh, 
a gentleman, Robert Hare, you can find all sorts of books that he's done. He's considered to be the real researcher in that. And he describes a whole bunch of these things. It's called a psychopath checklist. Hmm. And uh, it says they're glib and superficial, egocentric and grandiose. Here's the biggest one, lack of empathy. Hmm. Empathy towards an enemy is a sign of weakness, is what they feel. Hmm. Empathy towards anybody is a sign of weakness. Deceitful and manipulative, shallow emotions, impulsive, poor behavior controls, and a great need for excitement and a lack of ultimate responsibility. That's just mm. the field they're on the mm. psychopath checklist. Mm. So we can we can pretty much, with yep. accuracy... Unfortunately, you just described watch. a lot of politicians with that. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I, wanna, and I brought this up one other time, so if you don't mind me doing this, there was an interesting interview uh, done with Hillary and, uh, and Donald Trump, and they said, say one thing positive about the other person. And uh, Trump started out, he said, well, he's always very persistent, and, you know, he listed some things that yep. were decent. Turned to her, they turned to her, and I thought, oh, here it comes. She says, you know, I have to say this. I've watched him with his family, and his children love him, and his children respect him, and he seems to have a wonderful family, and I think that's admirable. That was Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Now, some people have seen that clip, and they go, whoa, that's amazing. But a psychopath, his family usually will know who he is, mm-hmm. and will know him and be aware whether he or she, and it shouldn't be just he, because it's, it's a little more on the male side. There's some psychological reasons for that. Yeah, I would, say, yeah, I, I would agree with genetic. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, have a tendency to be a little bit more, but but um, you're both male and female psychopaths, and those are coming out, and we see that. And so a sociopath, people would say, you can't tell from brain scans. That's more learned. You just have to watch behavior. And a true sociopath will come up, and not everybody from this background comes up with it, but usually they have lack of a father, or at least a positive male role model. Mm. A lot of traumatic childhood events. Either brought up in a place of high stressful neighborhood, uh, you know, traumatic either physical, emotional. Uh, abuse, and, but, but you can't tell from the brain scan. You can only tell by their behavior. The ones that are dangerous, and usually they end up in jail. Mm. The ones that are dangerous are the psychopaths who, who have learned that if I don't control my impulses, somewhat I'm going to be in trouble. And uh, they can end up being very successful. There are successful psychopaths. And you say, like, what? Well, I've mentioned some lawyers, some CEOs, right. um, surgeons, by the way. People need to take a lot of risk because one of the traits also I didn't mention is the uh, relatively low anxiety. They could uh, be in a situation that would make you anxious or me anxious, and they're very calm, cool, collected. Uh, uh, not to pick on special forces, but I think probably a number of excellent special force people probably have this background. So they don't end up with uh, PTSD. Right. They don't end up with, right. you know, they can do things. That's not the way, by the way, not, not, I know a lot of them are fantastic people. So sure. So what you're saying is the, there, there are ways to still keep all of that in check and still end up being a good guy at the end of the day. That's right, and I think that's why it's in our gene pool. Some people refer to that as the warrior gene. And mm-hmm. if you have enough warriors in your small group, and we forget that for 200,000 years, we all of us, all of your ancestors, all of mine, because we're here, so they survived. They survived in small groups. And believe me, if you're a small, vulnerable group, you kind of want to have a reputation mm-hmm. that, hey, you know what? Uh, that John or that Jerry may look like a pushover, but those other guys, they got their look out. Don't mess with them, man. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. They have the warrior gene going for you. Got it. So there is there is that argument, yeah. So Fascinating. I, 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 you now have me all, and I hope our listeners are the same way. Now, now you've sort of uh, teased me enough. I want to go get the book and read it, and that's the whole idea of having you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Where well, do we get it? Psychopaths in there. Uh, well, I hate to put a plug in for Amazon, but uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or you can go to Jerry Wilbur, W-I-L-L-B-U-R, two L's B-U-R, dot com. And that'll just lead you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, also. Awesome. And um, 
So it's, it's out there, and uh, that's my objective is not so much to sell books as to get the word out. Yep. As I said, make people aware, and if they're aware, they care. And, that's right. And there are things we can do, and that, that is uh, really look closely at who we're electing and trying to get more that's right. in there that will really stand up for the Constitution and and uh, have a good value system and a good family. Hmm. And uh, we need to do that. So, I agree. There you go. Jerry, I appreciate it. We'll have you back. This has been great. I appreciate your time today, sir, very much. Oh, I know we went hey, over, I but really I really appreciate it. it. Good stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank you. For Thank you, Jerry. Time. Have a great evening. Good stuff, folks. And uh, again, just uh, best thing to do, just go to his website, jerrywilbur.com. And it's Jerry, just like you would think, J-E-R-R-Y. And then Wilbur is two L's, B-U-R, like he said, wilbur.com, jerrywilbur.com. We'll have links up on the website a little later tonight as well. High Five Plumbing is next. And again, if you've got a drain where it's just not functioning correctly or you might have a water leak or maybe the pipes don't sound quite right or whatever the need is, they can take care of whatever plumbing issue you have going on from the water coming in to the water that needs to go back out. Find High Five Plumbing at klzradio.com or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind until they back up. High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter, they have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Extreme Auto Repair, as I said earlier, if you need something done prior to Labor Day, you might be able to get squeezed in. Otherwise, you'll have to be next week. Don't forget tires. They can do that at cost as well. 303-841-1071. That's Extreme Auto Repair. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASC master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem, so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. 
Veteran Windows and Doors, 40% off right now. And just call Dave, have him out to your home and find out exactly what you need to do. And he'll take care of the rest. Find Dave at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors actually educates their customers so they know exactly what their codes are. All of their products are rated to exceed those codes and maximize the return on your investment. Everyone claims to make the best windows and doors, but Veterans knows that every window and door has to be tested for how efficient it truly is. Owner Dave Bancroft will tell you the energy efficiency ratings have to be clearly labeled on your windows and doors when you receive them at your home. If the windows and doors are not Energy Star certified or do not meet your local energy codes, the windows will not earn you any rebates, credits, or energy savings. Window and door replacement is a great investment in your home. However, if they aren't properly rated for efficiency, you are just throwing your money out the window. No pressure, no upsell, just plain facts so you can make the best decision for your home. Get 40% off labor and material costs for the month of August with Veteran Windows and Doors by visiting klzradio.com window. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right, by now, a lot of you have probably seen the news, maybe not, but the Burning Man 2023, which is, is that like a big rock concert, Charlie? What do they do there? I don't even know. Charlie says a free love festival. Okay, whatever that is. Burning Man. I I don't know. Whatever. Well, sort of like a Woodstock kind of thing, I want to say, but maybe, maybe that's not even close. Hippy dippy, Charlie says. Anyways, Burning Man 2023. There were a group of activists, environmental activists to be specific. They want to outlaw private planes. In fact, they had that written all over the road. And they had put like a little trailer up and a bunch of signs. And they had blocked the roadway. This is, I am going somewhere with this. They blocked the roadway. And it caused miles-long gridlock. Not a mile long, but miles-long gridlock. Now, here's the catch. This happened to be on tribal lands where this actually happened. The Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribal Police Force is the ones that actually came out to handle this, and I think what these people must have forgot, or maybe they were not informed of, is when you're on tribal land, there's a whole different set of rules that apply, laws, etc. And let's just say this, that this particular tribal police officer, officers, they didn't dink around. This guy pulls up in an F-150, and he didn't just, like, pull up. He, like, pulled up, and they got out of the way, and he ran over everything. Whatever signs they had blocking the roadway, you name it, he, like, ran it all over, went made a U-turn, came back and started arresting people, got them down on the ground, gunpoint and all, and started arresting them. Needless to say, traffic started to flow. Now, where am I going with all of this? Well... You may or may not agree with the reparations that have been done when it comes to the tribes in America, the Indian tribes in America. Everybody has a different thought on that. That's not what this is about. It's been done. Reparations have been made and are still being made in a lot of ways. 
through various things. Tribes don't have to pay taxes. They can run casinos. They can do all sorts of things. In fact, most folks don't realize it, but I think I did a re, I did a, a story on this prior to COVID. I don't know what's happened since COVID, Charlie, but I did a story prior to COVID where the Indian nations combined have more revenue than Vegas and Atlantic City combined do. Most people don't know that. Now, again, that's been a few years since I looked that up. I'd have to recheck that to see if I'm still correct. But I don't think most folks really realize how much revenue is generated through the gaming end of things on tribal lands. It's huge. And they pay no taxes on that. Zero. It's one of the deals we made with them in giving land back. Now, again, I am going somewhere with this. I'm guessing, just a guess, I doubt that I'm wrong, but I'm just guessing that the same either individuals or types of individuals that are laying on the roadway blocking it for the Burning Man event are probably the same types or same individuals that pushed for and would still push for reparations to the Indian nations. Point being, be careful what you wish for. In other words... They push for these reparations and things to be made, and they are. And I'm not disagreeing with them, by the way. They're there. And these tribes have their own lands, plural. And again, we all know that when they have their own land, their own set of laws and rules apply. Point being, they evidently must have forgotten all of that when they set up camp on Tribal land to block the road going into the Burning Man. So somehow they've they either forgot all of that or didn't know it or at any rate, this didn't go well. In a way, it backfired. Now, they were demonstrators from the Seven Circles and Extinction Rebellion. In other words, they don't want people to fly private. That was one of their signs that they had up. And you, by the way, you can find this. We'll put a link up on the website a little later, later in the show notes. But you can actually watch this. It was fully filmed on both sides of the street where this actually happened. And again, yeah, this particular uh, tribal police officer, they had a trailer going sideways in the road blocking it. And they had a bunch of signs and stuff set up on it. And this guy just came along and literally pushed all of that out of the way and was threatening to run over people. He got on his PA system, and he was not there to dink around at all, nor did he. This almost, for some of you that have watched the television series Yellowstone, you would almost watch this and think this was an episode right out of Yellowstone because as you maybe or some of you that have watched Yellowstone would know that, yes, things on Indian land are different you know, Native American land, it's different there than it is anywhere else. When you set across that boundary, things are different in a lot of ways. Now, I'm guessing, Charlie, that there'll be some folks coming after the tribe and wanting to sue and do this, that, and the other, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere because, again, they have a whole different set of laws they operate under, and frankly, I don't think they're going to care that this happened. They're basically going to say, you were trespassing, you were doing things on the roadway you shouldn't have, 
And this is what happens. And best of luck to you. See you. I doubt seriously if there's any repercussions here whatsoever. Again, that's one of the things that happens when these Indian tribes have their own land. And as a part of the reparations that we gave them, they're able to function and do what they need to do on those lands accordingly. Now, again, you can agree, not agree, whatever. It, it just is what it is. That, that's the simple facts. My point with all of this is, as I saw this, one of the listeners sent me this, one of you listeners sent me this today. As I saw this, I thought, hmm, you're most likely the same individuals that pushed for them to have their own land in the first place, and you evidently forgot that it's now theirs, not yours. Not even yours as a U.S. citizen. This is tribal land. It is theirs. We gave it back to them. They have their own sovereignty there. I, To my knowledge, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the federal government has any strength, any, any power on native land at all. The FBI, the CIA, we as a government have no power over them on those lands whatsoever. They are fully functioning and run by the tribe themselves, period. 100%. I don't think any federal agency has any any power there, regulatory power whatsoever, to my knowledge. Now, if I'm wrong on that and somebody wants to correct me, please let me know. But I don't believe the feds have any, or even a state, has any power in that area at all. And again, these protesters evidently forgot all of that. Golden Eagle Financial is coming up next, folks. If you're interested in investing, you want to know how to get to retirement, how to stay there, you don't have a plan, you've never really thought that far ahead, Get that done today. Al Smith can help you with that and help you devise a plan. 303-744-1128. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial Plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Affordable Interest Mortgage. We'll talk to Kurt Rogers here shortly. In the meantime, anything you need from Kurt, his direct line, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. 
Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels is next. Again, they will help you from beginning to end on anything you need when it comes to a remodel from a bathroom all the way up to a complete addition or a basement refinish. You name it, they can do it all. Uh, Premier Home Remodels, find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. Okay, so I, because I don't know anything about Burning Man. Charlie looked up a few things, and I did as well. Burning Man is not a festival. It's a city wherein almost everything that happens is created entirely by its citizens who are active participants in the experience. Whatever that means. And then they light some Burning Man dude wood thing on fire at the end of the festival. That I do know. I think that's where the whole name comes from. Joe, what's going on? John, just, you know, we're talking about crime. We talked about you opened up the show with crime in Chicago. <clears throat> Did you hear about uh, last Thursday night in um, Philadelphia where all the gunfights they were having? I did not hear about that. Well, they were for, you know, normally in Chicago. At least they wait wait for Saturday night. In Thursday night in Chicago, um, which is you know, kind of a week night, right? There were four gun. Kind of, gun- it is. <laughs> Thursday night, one gunfight. A group of thugs exchanged. 75 shots at each other. Good That's, night. A, shell case That's a real case. shootout. A real shootout. And in the other, other gunfight, it was 60 shell casings, so 135 shell casings wow. between the two shootouts, and only five people were hit. Those people... They're not know, very I, good I, shots, I, are they? I think we should start a, a, a fund, a charity, to, to have these people go to the range, because maybe if they would kill, kill each other, John, there'd be, you know, we'd have less wow. thugs on the street. Unbelievable, imagine, Joe. A hundred and thirty-five gunshots fired in two two gunfights, unrelated, by the way. You know, one was on one part of town, the other, and only five people hit. Uh, <laughs> and there were two more minor two more minor gunfights, but that's that's wow. the state of Philadelphia these days. And I, and from what I hear, Denver Philadelphia. Sorry, that's what my and, wife uh, calls it, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You know, I used to go to Philly. Uh, and I, I haven't been down, even though I've been close. I was actually doing some consulting, and I've, I've driven through the town, John, uh, probably four or five times in the past six months. I will not 
park my car in Philadelphia. I don't blame you, Joe, at all. I would not either. It's just, I mean, it's just a rat hole. And again, it goes back to what I said, you know, opening up about just, you know, Democrat run cities. There's another example. I missed that one, by the way, but there's another one. Yep. Uh, uh, I don't know if I sent the email. And by the way, here's one that's really sad. Baltimore, which used mm. to be a beautiful. Ever been to Baltimore? I never have been. No. It's a harbor town. You know, it sits on a harbor. Mm-hmm. And it used to be. It was you know temperate climate. You know they don't get any snow in the winter. It doesn't get terribly hot in the summer. Beautiful harbor, inner harbor, restaurants, shops, whatnot. While the rest in the past twenty years, while the rest of the country has seen its population increase by twenty two percent, Baltimore has lost wow. half of its population. Wow. It's a shrinking, shriveling, dying city. Their high school graduation rate is less than sixty percent. Uh, and they have driven out the businesses between they piled tax on top of tax. So they kicked out all tax. the good people. Right. And all the businesses left. And, of course, all the employees left. Mm-hmm. And they had all these ridiculous property taxes. So if you were, first of all, if you were a taxpayer, you could look out across the city line at some of these neighboring suburbs <clears throat> where all the jobs went to. And you've got to say, why am I staying here in this crime-ridden inner city paying ridiculous taxes and I can't even walk? walk the sidewalk at night hmm. so, so the only people who have still in baltimore anybody who could leave has left hmm. the only people who are there are the people who couldn't leave wow uh and it's just a sad which is sad. what happens i mean the same thing right now as you know is happening we talked about this last week in san francisco i mean there's many a place in you know seattle portland i mean just go down the list joe it's happening over and over and over again and and by and um and, and we talk about San Francisco. Nordstrom's closed two stores. The, the biggest hotel operator told the bank, keep the yep. keep these two per, hotel properties. Uh, Walgreens has left. The shopping mall operator, uh, who already had a 50% vacancy rate, uh, basically told the bank, keep the shopping mall. I, you know, I can't afford to make the payments anymore. Wow. Uh, the Union Square uh, shopping district, it's a ghost town now. Uh, so it's, I mean, they're literally, if you want to, if you want to write a book on how to kill a city, Baltimore and San Francisco have basically written the playbook and you've got Denver, you know, somebody once said those who, what we've learned from history is that we don't learn from history right? because what Denver is doing is following the same playbook yep. that San Francisco and Baltimore and Philadelphia have done. And yep. you're basically chasing out the businesses. You're, and when you chase out the businesses, you chase out the jobs. And when you chase out the jobs, you chase out the taxpayers. Well, it'll be interesting and, with Denver, which, you know, and this is a great conversation, is given that Baltimore's coastal, Seattle, Portland, you know, Portland not so much because it's in a little bit, but still kind of a coastal town, I would say. San Francisco definitely is. My point is Denver's surrounded by suburbs where these other ones are only partially surrounded by suburbs. Does that play into this at all? In other words, will people around Denver finally get fed up and just say, listen, guys, clean up your mess or else? I actually think it makes it easier for people to leave because if you're in Baltimore, you can only exit in three directions. True. Exit in four directions. True. Uh, whereas in Denver, San Francisco, you can, you can only exit really one direction. Yeah, right. You can only I, you can only really exit and wonder because actually you're out on the peninsula out there. That's so. right. There's only one way to go, actually, when you think about San right. Francisco. By the way, a San Francisco office, office vacancy rate, 31%. Wow. Can you imagine 31%? Wow. 
And uh, it's not sustainable, and, Joe. You 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 already know the models on the commercial end of things. That's not sustainable. Right, and that thirty-one percent vacancy rate. Somebody calculated that was over fifty thousand office employees. Mm. Well, guess what? When those <clears throat> office employees aren't showing up to work in those office buildings. Uh, they're, they're not paying your city income tax. Nope. And they're not spending their paychecks. They're not eating lunch in your city. Well, and not only that, now you've also, you know, let's, let's add on to on the, the national basis as far as taxpayers go. Anytime a, a real estate like that is that under tenant, if you would, in other words, is that underutilized, that, that's probably got a write off to it now to where that particular owner is taking a tax deduction. He's not adding anything back into the tax rolls, is my point. Joe, it's a loser all the way around. Well, I'm sure if they haven't already reduced his assessment, his valuation, he would have no trouble appealing his old assessment. Right. Because because the way you value a commercial property is a, is a multiple of your free cash flow. Correct. So I'm sure I'm sure. Yeah, and, and for everybody listening, that's three times or more than three times what you'd want vacancy rates to be. You really want to get them down around eight percent or less, Joe. So yeah, it's well like, above three single, times the rate. Single single digit, right? You know, even eight percent. You know, you'd like to see. You'd like to see to zero, five. but you know, you really want to be five or under. You can you can handle eight. It gets much higher than that. It gets to be tough. Thirty is just unattainable. Right, and and so you're, unsustainable, so you've I lost, should say. Right, you've lost the jobs, you've lost the taxpayers, you've lost the property valuation, which means you've lost the property tax base. Um, and it's just it's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's not as you just said. It's it it's not. Sustainable. So all of these cities, and, and this is where I, I just I, I don't understand the mentality, Joe, because once all of the high paying people that are normally there to help you sustain your infrastructure and what you're doing as a city with services and so on, once they're gone, who pays the bills, Joe? Yeah, who exactly? Who pays the bill? They're going to cry poverty. They're going to turn around. They're going. I mean, it's like Detroit. I mean, that's another great example of what happens to a Democrat-run city after a certain amount, after, you know, what is it, four decades, basically. That thing is, you know, it used to be the, the cream of the crop of cities across the country. It's a, it's a burned-out rat hole. Mm-hmm. And in New York, you've got the Mayor Adams. He's asking the federal government for $12 billion, $12 billion of federal money to handle the migrant crisis in yeah, so that, that becomes the next question, is at what point in time do, do the the mayors and these councils start going to the feds for money? And I, for one, as a taxpayer, don't want any money going to them. It's their own fault. Exactly. Uh, you know, you you declared yourself to be a sanctuary city. Correct. Well, be careful what you wish yeah, for. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. That's exactly right. But you got it. You're a sanctuary city. By the way, I think the, the account is up to about 93,000. By the way, I get a left. They call them asylum seekers. That's right. You know, under under U.S. Code of Justice, there's only, uh, I think, four very specific reasons for which asylum can be granted, which is persecutious for religious, political, ethnic, um, or nationality. In other words, just because you're coming from a crime-infested, violent rat hole of a country, none of that is grounds for asylum under right. U.S. law. That's right. You have to prove that you're being persecuted because of your religious beliefs, your political beliefs, you know, your political opinions. It has to be real, real, real persecution of some kind, not just real what's in your mind. The fact that you're, you know, that you're coming from a poor, violent... Yeah, that's uh, not enough. That's not enough. So when they say, you know, there's 93,000 asylum seekers currently in New York City. No, maybe there's 12 out of the 93,000. Right. But, 
you know, right. I, I see no basis right. for these people being persecuted. Agree. Um, John, one more quick thing. Okay. Have you seen this uh, 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 this um, uh, 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 to catch a smuggler in National Geographic? Oh, yes. Yes, many times. Did, uh, did you hear the latest seizure that happened in Spain? Oh, week? yeah. I did. It was made, well, yeah, that one's been all over the news as well. How many, how many millions was that, Joe? It was nine and a half metric tons, and for those that know, a metric ton is 2,200 pounds. Right. So that was roughly 20,000 pounds of cocaine, 20,000 pounds, with a street value, ready for this, $725 yeah. million. Dollars yeah, three, qu- three quarters cocaine. of a billion. Three quarters of a billion in one container. That's a lot. And, and it had all of the different cartels' logos on the packages, knowing where they were going to get delivered. Right. Each pack. Yeah. They yeah. had. They had. This box was going to go to this syndicate. Yep. This box was going yep. to go to that syndicate. It was like a wholesale distribution. So the it came out of Ecuador. So the Joe, somebody's somebody's dying over that one, as you know. Or multiples uh, are probably dying over that one. Multiples. <laughs> well, but you have to, you have to wonder. And, and by the way, another one I saw down at Creative. A flatbed truck pull, coming across the border in Mexico loaded with – it's a flatbed with a tarp, and they take the tarp off, and here's 11 pallets of sheetrock. And the sheetrock, you know, these are four by eight right. sheets, and they're stacked – I think there's like 50 sheetrock, you know, 50 sheets of sheetrock per pallet. Well, the dog – the drug dog hits, they, so they start – they take them off, and they start – pulling the, the sheetrock panels off one by one by one. After you get about four down, they had hollowed out in the middle. Uh. And <clears throat> so after the first four or five top layers, the entire center of this stack of sheetrock. I'm surprised they're not injecting out. it into the sheetrock and it itself is what they're... I, I thought that's what you were going to tell me is they started peeling back the sheetrock and lo and behold, the, it's full of cocaine you know, inside the sheetrock itself. No, they, that's what I thought, that the sheetrock was going to be yeah. laced with cocaine. No, they simply they just hollowed it out. middle... And John, they they had they filled up backs of pick pickup trucks full of cocaine wow. out of uh, amazing. So if, if you want to see what's coming across our southern border, amazing. Watch National Geographic to catch a smuggler. It's a good one, Joe. Thanks as always. Appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your evening. Ridgeline Auto Brokers coming up next, folks. Again, if you're looking for that first time car uh, for maybe somebody just turned in sixteen, learning how to drive, or has a license now, and or you're sending somebody off to college, or you're just looking for that extra vehicle, uh, or you're wanting to trade up or trade down, they can help you with any of those. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. 
Bridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish. But Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com absolute and get cool fast. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. All right, all of you, or a lot of you, I should say, have garage doors, and if you find one needing service to spring brakes, a roller, or you just need regular maintenance, or you want to replace it and go to an upgrade, they can do that for you as well, including your garage door opener. Pops Garage Doors, 719-399-1089. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too-good-to-be-true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275-star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Bruce Simmons is next. He's our reverse mortgage expert. Call Bruce, find out if it's a right fit for you, and he'll explain all the details, 303-467-7821. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Is the cost of replacing your old copier with a new one a shock to your budget? I'm Josh, a technician with Business Equipment Service. We specialize in premium, like-new copiers and printers that have had very minimal usage. 
They look like new, they work like new, and are backed by our 12-month performance warranty. It's as new as you can get without the box. At Business Equipment Service, you don't get less, you just pay less. Check us out at BESofColorado.com. We don't yell at you, we inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. A couple minutes left here of this particular hour. And again, if you ever miss an hour, you can always go back and re-listen on our website, RushToReason.com. And everything is listed there under the show notes section. Uh, Somebody also texted me. uh, We were talking about the shootings in Philly. And somebody texted me about a shooting in Ohio. Two 13-year-old boys. 13-year-old boys. Charged in connection to fatal shooting at Easton Mall. Um, they were charged in the shooting death of another juvenile. Officers with the Columbus Division of Police were called to the mall at around 6.15 p.m. on a report that somebody was shot in front of Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. Police said that an officer responded to the area within one minute and began performing CPR. The juvenile was taken to Mount Carmel East and pronounced dead. Columbus Police initially told 10TV that there were about three people injured in the shooting, but later clarified in a press briefing that there was only one shooting victim. Multiple juveniles were detained at the scene. Upon further investigation, detectives determined charges against two juveniles connected to the fatal shooting. One of them is charged with murder, and the other is charged with obstructing justice. Again, age 13. One, three. Not 23, not 33, 13. Now, last I checked, it's against the law for any 13-year-old to buy a gun of any kind, period. That's the laws we already have, and I guarantee you in Columbus they have the same law. So again, folks, the gun laws that everybody wants to keep pushing don't stop these things from happening, although that's what you're going to hear pushed over and over again. So thanks for sending that, by the way. This is in Columbus, Ohio, and unfortunately this is all too common, and this does not have anything to do with the gun itself. It has to do with the individuals themselves, and frankly, in this case, how they're raised. I don't know exactly the family they're coming out of, but I can only imagine what's happening for two 13-year-olds to run around and shoot people. I'll leave it at that. We'll be back. Another full hour coming your way. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.